This is the Activate Podcast with Pastor Christian Newsom. In this week's podcast... So to the parents who are listening that feel like they didn't get it right or aren't getting it right, I would tell them to hang in there and to keep their arms wide open because that prodigal son, that prodigal daughter, one day they'll come home and they'll need the grace of God that will come through their mom and their dad. Thanks for listening to the Activate Podcast with Pastor Christian Newsom, a ministry resource of Journey Church International in Lee Summit, Missouri. My name is Brandon, and we have a very special episode in store for you. Today, I will be having a conversation with members of our family ministry team here at Journey. Pastor Christian and his family are away this week, spending some valuable time together as a family. And so we're going to wrap up our series, Family Stronger, Battling Brokenness and Refusing to Quit. And joining me is Pastor Mike Evans. He's the pastor of our family ministry. Hey, everyone. And Heidi Bailey. She's our K through third grade coordinator. Hi, I'm happy to be here today. Awesome. And Tara Stafford, she's our early childhood ministry director. Hey, guys. Hey, Tara. We, We are going to have a conversation around the relationship of the church and the family and this idea of family discipleship. Mike, Heidi, and Tara, thanks so much for being our guest today on the Activate podcast. Pastor Mike, I want to start with you. You serve as our pastor of family ministry at JCI. And we've adopted this philosophy called Orange Philosophy. It's a, it's a family ministry philosophy. What, what does that mean, and, and why is it so important for our families to understand this? Well, Brandon, a word you hear all the time in our family ministry here at Journey is parent partnership. It's the title of the Facebook page of our J Kids and Journey Junior Ministries. We have a parent partnership wall in our main hallway, hallway with all kinds of resources for parents, And the bottom line is that when the family, represented by the color red, and the church, represented by the color yellow, come together, they make a new color, orange. And truly, our ministry does not work if parents and the church don't partner together regarding the spiritual development of their kids. Our families really are the backbone of our ministry here, and we are so crazy intentional about everything we do, from our curriculum to our teaching to using what we call the Parent Q app that gives parents daily scriptural connection points with their kids. We're crazy intentional to work very hard to not just say we want to come alongside parents in the spiritual development of their kids, but if parents will engage with us, we really do it. And it shows in the energy and the heartbeat of our kids' ministry. Our team does a great job taking this philosophy and really making it practical for parents to help their kids develop spiritually. Yeah, and we find it, it's, it's been very effective for the, the few years that we've been doing it. So we're grateful for this ministry, and we, we're grateful for your leadership in that. Heidi, I, w- I want to ask you a quick question. When you first fully grasped this idea of orange philosophy uh, as a parent, when you grasped the idea that the church is to come alongside the parent as the primary faith influencer in the life of their child. Uh, what were your first impressions, and and what changes have you made as a family as a result of what takes place here on Sunday? So to answer the first part of your question, I was actually serving as a volunteer in Journey Junior when JCI was getting ready to implement Orange in our children's ministries. And as soon as our leaders shared the vision of Orange with us, I was immediately sold as a volunteer. I knew the content and the format would be perfect for our kids and the rest of our volunteers. And as a parent, I loved the tools and the resources that Orange provided so we could carry on the conversations at home throughout the week. 
One of the first things I did back then was to download the Parent Q app. My kids loved watching the Bible story videos at home, and then I was able to see exactly what they had watched on Sunday morning as well. This really helped me know what questions to ask, and if they brought things up during the week, I knew where it was coming from and how I could carry those conversations even further. Also, just reading the weekly parent emails that were sent out would give me a glimpse into what my kids had learned and, again, helped further those conversations. And all of this is making me think back to something that just happened this past week. Um, My oldest daughter started volleyball for the first time, and a good friend of hers is on her team, and her friend's dad was not able to make it to the first practice, so he asked his oldest daughter to videotape each one of the drills that the coach did with the girls so that he could work with her at home on those same things. So thinking about the Parent Q app and the weekly emails that get sent out, I feel like those are just the video clips for our parents of the kids in our ministries to be able to see what we're teaching the kids on Sunday so that they have the information to work with their kids throughout the week. Deuteronomy chapter 6 kind of puts the weight of spiritual influence on the on the parent. It's the parent's role to guide and help be the primary faith influencer in the life of their children. But a lot of parents that I talk to don't know where to begin. Like, this is so new. I don't know where to begin. And, and we feel like we provide the resources necessary to help parents be, be that um, role in the life of their child. And, and I'm sure you felt that as well. Yes, Heidi, exactly. As a parent. Yes. Yeah. So to go on to the second part of the question, you asked me what changes have yeah. we made as a family? Um, I think both my husband and I realize that our own spiritual growth has to come first. We really do need to be growing in our own relationship with Christ to be able to help our kids grow in theirs. So for us, first committing to attend church each Sunday and getting plugged in into small groups and serve groups and continually pursuing our own next steps really helps us, helps us set that example mm-hmm. for our kids to show them that it is a priority. And with our kids... As I have thought about this, really the single thing that I believe has helped me really lead spiritually at home has been being involved in the ministry that they are in. My kids are now in fifth grade, third grade, and kindergarten, so this is the first year all three of them have been in J-Kids together, and me serving in this ministry with them has just opened up the door for so many more conversations in our house throughout the week, and I really think that since they know I am part of this ministry, and I am seeing and hearing the same things that they are on a Sunday. It makes it so much easier for them to come to me about it. They don't have to try to explain every single detail to get me to understand where they're coming from. It's just made it easier for them to open up and ask questions, and then it makes it easier for me as a mom to take what they have been learning and apply it to our real-life situations. That's powerful. Thank you, Heidi. Tara, your turn. I know you're excited about this. You know, your responsibility is specifically in the area of preschool ministry at JCI in early childhood. Um, Perhaps there's a parent listening right now who has an infant or preschool child, or maybe even a grandparent that has grandkids at that age. What can they be teaching their child now that might have a spiritual impact in their life later? So Brandon, I love this question first. First, um, because I think of early childhood, it's so easy for parents, for anybody that comes into our church to look at it and think childcare instantly. 
And I just know from the years of serving back here, but also just seeing spiritual formation happen in children, that it's a foundation. And I'm so thankful for our team that pour into the kids and see it not as childcare, but it is spiritual formation. Um, I'm so thankful that you brought up Deuteronomy 6, because that's immediately where my mind goes to. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home. And when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up, Um, we have child dedications twice a year. And this is something that we share at our child dedications. And it's kind of what Mike, Mike was talking about. It's impressing the fact that as a parent, you are the spiritual leader in your child's life. And so what does that look like for a parent, though? Um, That can be super intimidating. But the easy answer is everything you do in life, share it with your kids and point it back to God. So when you're going to the grocery store, you start talking about, oh, what did you learn on Sunday? You can, it's really easy to just put those little tiny conversations into daily, daily talks. Um, I think about this past Sunday, we were learning about who made you, God made me so easy to be in a little baby room and talk about, oh, God made these tiny little fingers. God made this nose. So It's just getting into that habit of whatever you're doing, always bring it back to God. So when you're driving to the grocery store, when you're coloring a picture, just use those moments to engage in conversation with your kids about your own personal faith. And I really think like Mike was talking about, use those tools that we have as a church to be really intentional with with your time. I think Heidi talking about the Parent Q app, um, I love it because... I have the story of a family, um, newer believers. They had no idea how to talk to their kids about Jesus. And, um, they, every Sunday were handed this, this sheet of paper. And I think as parents, you probably get handed tons of sheets of paper and they go into the trash can, right? Most of them. Yes. (laughs) And especially week after week of getting color pages, it could be very like, Oh, we'll just put it in the truck and we'll deal with it later. And I got an email a couple weeks after, um, this mom and her family had um, begun attending our church. And she just said, I am so thankful for this, this tiny half sheet of paper, Mm -hmm. because it tells me how to talk to my two year old about Jesus. (laughs) And that's one of the things I love about our curriculum. It's super intentional with the language that it uses. The way that you talk to a two year old is not going to be the same way that you talk to a fifth grader. And so parents, I would just encourage them to use the resources we give you as a church. That's, um, joining, uh, our JCI parent partnership Facebook page, being um, making sure you get the parent Q app. Um, Orange has amazing resources on their website, great books. Some of the books are displayed at our parent partnership wall. Um, just it's a great way to be intentional with the words that you have with your kids, because every conversation with you with your child is is a great opportunity to just share Jesus and pour what Jesus has done into in your life, into your own children's lives. So there's just lots of little ways that build up to foundation. That's, that's so good, Tara. I I know, um, I know in my past in family ministry, I, I, uh, I know that a, what a child believes to be true about God is generally formed before the age of five. And if we're not catching them at an early age, um, the foundation of who God is is not firmly established in their life, and and that's such an important age for a child. And I love what you said. You got to direct every conversation into a moment to redirect back to God. 
and uh, so important. Thank you, Tara. Uh, Pastor Mike, let me talk to you as a parent for a moment, especially as one of our senior members of our staff at JCI. (laughs) I thought it was a more polite way of saying that. You and Wendy have kids in college, a senior in high school, and an eighth grader. And if you could go back in time 10 years and give yourself advice when it comes to family discipleship, what advice would you give? Man, the preface of that question made me sound really old there, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would I would tell myself 10 years ago, just relax. Uh, parents put so much pressure on themselves, and I think I did too when my kids were younger. Chasing our kids around, just so intense, so focused, not wanting to mess their kids up, you know. And one thing that's kind of cliche, I know to say, but it really is a brief time period that we get with our kids. They're, our kids are a gift from God to us. Sometimes we don't feel like that, but they really are. And so I would tell myself 10 years ago to slow down and enjoy them more. You know, the scripture says in Proverbs 22 to train up a child in the way he should go. And when they're old, they won't depart from it. You know, every one of our kids, I have four children, as you said, um, they're all so unique. And uh, one of the things that God has entrusted me and my wife, Wendy, to as, as parents of our four kids is to is to help them to reach their redemptive potential, not to be cookie cutters of me and my wife, but to be all that God wants them to be. And that that takes really Uh, learning them and appreciating them and trying to help them become who God wants them to be. My oldest son is really cause-oriented, passionate, um, wants to change the world, um, is huge into um, alleviating poverty in the world, and I'll talk about him in a few minutes. But uh, my daughter, who's 20, has a huge heart, loves fitness. She's really playful. On the outside, she seems really kind of intense, but she's honestly just got such a tender, tender heart. You just have to be really gentle with her. And, and my third one is brilliant and analytical. My second son, um, he needs lots of space. I've learned to give Zach lots of space, but when he needs me to just run and be right there for him. And my fourth one, Mindy, uh, my baby girl, she's just playful. And all she wants to do half the time is shoot baskets, hang out, sit at, have me sit in her room at the end of her bed and just talk to her about whatever. She just wants to have fun and, and just be with me, you know. One of the things that I um, would tell my, another thing I would tell myself 10 years ago is, is try to make a daily connection with your kids um, where you make eye contact with them, make sure they know that you're in their world and, and just want to be in their world. But then weekly investments. Um, to try to make investments in your kid's life every day is probably, especially as they get older, asking a little too much. But every week, to try to have intentional time with each of each of your kids. I think that's an important thing that I would tell myself 10 years ago to do. Uh, one of the phrases I like to use is be casual but definite. Um, it is important to, from time to time, call official family meetings to handle family business and that kind of thing, but really uh, trying to be more um, more intentional about just looking for teachable moments and leveraging those, I find with my kids is is more... It works better. And so um, trying to be casual but definite, to be affectionate with them, to be warm to them, um, to let your kids know that home is a safe place. Um, their world is pretty unsafe out there at school and in sports and just in the social media universe that they they all live in. And for home to be a safe place where they can really be themselves is really important. So I would say do everything you can to create an environment in your house where they feel comfortable. And uh, 
probably the bottom line, the number one thing I would tell my 10-year-old or myself 10 years ago is just enjoy your kids. Just enjoy them. Have fun with them. Heidi, Tara, I have a question for both of you that I'd love to hear your answer. Can you, can you both share a story of a family in your area of ministry that has embraced this idea of family discipleship, this idea of worship on Sunday, serve as a family, take time intentionally throughout the week to talk about spiritual things, and, and maybe tell a little bit about the fruit that you see um, as a result of, of that in the family's life? That is a great question, Brandon. And actually, just this last week, um, Thursday night, I got a text from a mom in our ministry. She serves in our kindergarten classroom, and she's been serving in J-Kids for quite a while. Um, But she texted me that night that when they sat down to dinner and they were praying and just talking as a family, their kindergarten son had asked her and her husband to help him pray to accept Jesus into his heart. Um, And she was just so excited that he had taken that step and was just wondering kind of what they needed to do next, what the next step should be for them as a family. But I just think that is a perfect example of a parent being involved in the ministry. Um, She's fully focused on her own spiritual growth too, learning and growing herself and her faith, but just being able to have those conversations openly as a family throughout the week to give her own kiddo the opportunity to ask the questions that he needed to ask that then led him into that relationship with Jesus that's going to change his life forever. It's a great story. How about you, Tara? What have you seen? What have you seen in the life of a, a uh, early childhood family and, and the fruit of it? Yes, I um, love being able to celebrate this and just talk about it because I think Maybe parents think it's hard to see that in their younger kids. Um, Our preschoolers are sponges. Our toddlers are sponges. So they're totally just taking on all of this stuff. So I think that's why it's so important for parents to get engaged in their churches. That's attending a um, service regularly because these kids are going to take it on. And if you're going to be pouring out to them, you've got to be filled up as well. And I just think um, of one of our families that has been around for a very long time. Their kids have grown up in our ministry, a three and two year old. And um, I'd say at the beginning of this month, uh, before their little ones have even had a Sunday in March in our ministry, which each month we do a new, a brand new memory verse. And this little one comes in to uh, get checked in and mom's like, Hey, I, I think my little one has something to share with you, Miss Tara. And she's hiding in her mom's leg. She doesn't want to talk to me. And so mom keeps encouraging her, encouraging her. And this little one who has not been in a large group for the month, month of March, she hasn't been in a small group to learn her new memory verse, just shares it with us. Psalms 139, 14 shares it with us. And um, I loved hearing it from her because I immediately knew that it was nothing that we had done on a Sunday morning, that that was all from her mom downloading the Parent Q app and sharing the Bible, uh, our memory verse with her child. It had nothing to do with us on a Sunday. And I just think of the hours that parents put in with their kids. We get them for one hour a Sunday and um, just knowing that the parents will have so much more impact. And so um, I just, I love that this par- this family who's very engaged, um, they serve regularly, they attend regularly. Um, but on that Sunday morning, they walked in and their little girl knew the memory verse. A three-year-old knew her memory verse before ever stepping into one of our environments. It's powerful. Heidi, Tara, thank you. Thank you for sharing those stories. Pastor Mike, Last question for today. You recently had a great trip to Peru Peru to visit your son. 
I'd love for you to share about a conversation you had with him that profoundly impacted you as a parent. I know you've shared this with me behind the scenes, but I'd love for our our audience to hear that today. And as a result of that conversation, what would you share to the parents listening that feel like they didn't get it right? Well, a little background to the conversation I had with Andy, my 23-year-old. When Andy went away to college, he did like a lot of kids do when they go away to college. He kind of lost his mind. (laughs) (laughs) Started partying, pledged to fraternity, um, and just... I guess that's the best way to say it. He just lost his senses and uh, went away from his relationship with Jesus and uh, uh, lost weight, um, almost flunked out of school. In fact, the second semester of his sophomore year, Andy earned the gift of being able to spend another semester back at home with his mom and dad because his grades were so bad that he needed to catch up and really kind of get himself together. He worked at a job here in town and uh, took 12 hours at the local community college and just kind of emotionally and spiritually and physically uh, got himself together. And um, I'm very happy to say that he uh, squeezed a four-year degree into four and a half and graduated with a degree in construction management uh, from the University of Central Missouri with a minor in Spanish. And uh, being the cause-oriented, kind of passionate young man that he is, rather than just going directly into the job market, which he very much could have done. He had uh, a lot of great offers to just go straight into the workforce, decided that rather than making a living with these first couple years, he wanted to make a difference in the world. And he joined the Peace Corps of all things and uh, was uh, sent to uh, Peru. In fact, today um, actually marks the one-year anniversary that he left. He left on um, on this day um, last March. And uh, a month ago, I got to spend a week with Andy in Peru, um, in his world, got to meet his host family, uh, pal around with him, uh, see what he does there, uh, building water and sanitation and hygiene systems in small villages. He lives in the middle of Peru. And uh, we just had an incredible time together. And the last night of, our, of my time down in uh, Peru with Andy, um, we were having dinner. I'm um, getting ready to get on an 8.30 all-night bus to take a 10-hour trip back to Lima so I could fly out that next morning. Um, it got kind of quiet, and um, Andy kind of was shaking a little bit, which isn't like him. And I was like, dude, what's up? And he said, I, I just feel like I need to say something to you, Dad. And I said, well, <laughs> we got about 20 minutes together, so you better say it now. And he said, I, he just, I'll never forget it. Um, he said, Dad, thank you. He said, thank you for giving me the space to figure things out when I was in college and for loving me while I was driving you and mom crazy, because I know I did. And uh, and the last thing he said was, dad, you're the kind of Christian I want to be. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one day um, when all of our kids are adults, really the goal is that they would become our friends, right? That, I mean, I'm still mentoring Andy. I'm still coaching him. Um, but he's truly one of my best buddies and one of my favorite people in the world. And, and uh, so to the parents who are listening that feel like they didn't get it right or aren't getting it right, I would tell them to hang in there and to keep their arms wide open because that prodigal son, that prodigal daughter, one day they'll come home and they'll need the grace of God that will come through their mom and their dad. Well, Mike, Heidi, and Tara, thank you so much for sharing today and being so transparent. Um, I know it's not easy to get behind the microphone and get asked questions, but you did it well. So thank you so much. And 
and we hope to have you back sometime again on the podcast soon. And we want to thank you for listening to the podcast today as well. We pray that we have inspired, even challenged you in some way. And we really do desire to be a support for you and your family. So if you ever need anything, please don't hesitate to reach out to us by sending an email to activate at takethejourney.cc and we will help you in any way we can. We look forward to catching you next time on the Activate Podcast where we challenge you to build a faith that is active. Thank you for listening to Activate with Pastor Christian Newsom, a podcast of Journey Church International. If you are ever in the Kansas City area, we would love for you to join us for one of our Sunday worship experiences. You can find out more information about JCI on our website at takethejourney.cc. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please show your support by subscribing, rating, and reviewing on iTunes or Google Play. We would love for you to help us get the word out about this resource. Don't forget to share this episode with all your friends on social media. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time on the Activate Podcast.